Ladies and gentlemen, we have a plethora of news stories, all related to bands having their equipment stolen from their vans outside of motels in the city of Portland, Oregon. What's going on? Yeah, let's get into it. Here we go. As you may know, I am an ardent, ardent live music fan. In the last couple of weeks, I have seen Guns N' Roses. I have seen Kiss. I will go to many more shows. I love going to live shows, especially classic rock bands. Maybe a little alternative music. But if somebody gives me a ticket, I'll go, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be anything significant. Most of the bands here that we're going to talk about today, I have not heard of. But that's because a lot of them are up and coming or they're niche genre music type bands. And I think what's happening is they're often on a budget as up and coming bands are. They don't have that contract. They don't have that recording contract, whatever it is. They don't have the exposure. They don't have, you know, the millions of followers online to bring in that income. Nobody's selling albums anymore. So they're staying in affordable locations and those affordable locations are being targeted. Our first story today is $15,000 of equipment stolen from band touring in Portland. Let's listen to the video. Watch the video. The band is touring and in town, staying here at the Portlander Inn, where they parked their van full of their gear. However, they say when they returned the following afternoon, they found that a lock in the van had been broken. It was empty. Upwards of $15,000 worth of their musical equipment stolen that they used to play. Certainly not the welcome we wanted <laughs> coming to Portland. Country band. It doesn't speak for the community as a whole. It's just a couple Good country band. I listen to some of their stuff. Frank Ray, who says he's played music in just about every state, says his band's van was full of what he calls their tools for work that have to go on the road. Guitars, drums, and equipment. Tools. Stolen from the Portlander Inn parking lot. You know, unfortunately, mm. I'm, I'm used to receiving calls like that after 10 years in law enforcement myself. <laughs> Cop, former cop. Criminals to chasing his dream. Ray hung up the badge and vest six years ago and picked up the guitar. We're out here to dedicate the very first fray decompression room to the Arlington County Police Department. However, his law enforcement roots remain as he says he began a mental health and wellness campaign for first responders, reminding the public that those who wear the badge or uniform are also people with bills and families of their own. And please make use of it, y'all, because it was very expensive. <laughs> And then on top of that, they go and absorb the traumas of the community, case in point, what we're going through right now. And so it's important for them to be able to find What's a happened to him? way to, Brutal. That, to cope with it because we're notorious as first responders for compartmentalizing that stuff. When he learned that this time around he was on the receiving end and a victim of a crime, his instincts kicked in and he began taking inventory and got in touch with police as quickly as he could. Knowing the sooner officers are on the lookout, the better. Chicken, chicken. He's happy to say it's all replaceable equipment and no one was hurt, but admits for a musician, losing an instrument is kind of like losing a piece of yourself. It's, uh, it's definitely a, a violation of our privacy like anybody else, and it happens to people on a daily basis. So, uh, yeah, it's devastating to say the least. Um, it's one of those things that happens in life, man. You got to take it on the chin and roll with the punches and, and keep keep going forward. He says fans... Pretty good attitude considering. Try and help. He remains hopeful they'll get their stuff back. But either way, he says the show 
will go on. Uh, we the show miss must go on. Some stuff, but we'll make do. Man. Oh, it's gonna. It's a brutal. high show. It's a lot of fun. We spread joy and positivity, and we're in the uh, business of spreading joy and telling stories. And uh, this is just another story to tell. The band says they still are planning on playing here at the Ponderosa Lounge and Grill, borrowing local equipment or whatever they can do to make it work. But they are hopeful that the community might be able to help them find what they say was <clears throat> stolen. For a full list of what they say that was, feel free to check out our website, kptv.com. Go to your local homeless encampment and you might find your some some of your stuff there. Now, the reason I say that is we have precedent for this. We're going to run through a bunch. At the end of this video, I'm going to show some footage from my most recent uh, KISS concert. I shot a quick video for Instagram. I'll show you that. But we're going to go through. I came up with like eight bands since I think the oldest news story was 2018. And uh, quite a few of them are 2022 and 2023, 2021 as well. But there's just this ban stolen, 15 grand, ban stolen, 15 grand, ban stolen, 50 grand. Somebody had uh, their van stolen from their backyard who had a bunch of equipment in it. That doesn't really count. Same storyline, but it's you know, same thing. A, a musician has their tools of the trade. It's no different than a landscape truck getting all their equipment jacked, right? This is what they use, and they're touring around. So, you know, they're not, don't necessarily want to break all their equipment down at night, put it in their van and then bring it into their hotel room. Cause you, you know, you basically don't have enough room and what a huge hassle. They're tired. You know, they're on the road. They just want to go in and it's like when people are moving and their U-Haul van gets broken into and all their stuff gets taken or the entire U-Haul gets jacked, right? So let's take a quick peek. Here is here's the the basis of my theory that why so much of this is happening in Portland is that because these hotels, these motels, I should say, are often in areas where they're affordable, right? The one that we're talking about here with that band is the Portlander Inn. So here's Jansen Beach on Hayden Island. We talked a couple of years ago about just a whole bunch of businesses. Cracker Barrel, there was just all kinds of businesses leaving this area because it's sketchy, because there's a lot of theft, there's a lot of vandalism, businesses have, have up and left. Well, the Portlander Inn, very affordable. This is where they were staying. And so, you know, van out in the parking lot is a target. Here's another story from October of 2018. I think this is the oldest story we had. Uh, that one's just a video. I'm not going to get into that one. Dying Wish guitarist vehicle broken into in Portland. Guitars and more stolen. This was uh, mid-2023. Precious Bird lost instruments and equipment when their rig was broken into at a Portland area hotel over the weekend. This was more the Lake Oswego. This is outside a Lake Oswego area. Hilton Hotel, not a terrible location, not a terrible you know, hotel chain. It's not some no-name brand you've never heard of. It's a Hilton, right? But again, leaving all your stuff into a van and, you know, maybe a box truck, whatever it is, stuff gets jacked. Here's another one. Portland bands truck loaded with instruments stolen. That was a, uh, this was, this was the, you know, I'll play that. This was a guy who, he was a Hispanic dude. And he had all of his equipment out the back of his home and thieves kind of, they did target him, came in, grabbed his stuff, 
just brutal. California rock band stolen guitars recovered from Portland homeless camp. So this was the Brian Jonestown massacre frontman, uh, Anton Newcomb. He was on a plane to Portland when he learned that thousands of dollars worth of his gear was stolen on April 18th. And I think this was, yeah, this was 2022. So I have heard of this band, the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Kind of a, kind of a tricky name, but they're pretty good, right? Their name, uh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, well, stuff's going on. So police sweep camp. Find rare guitars. So in the case, this is where we've got some we got some precedent for having gear stolen. A band that had thousands of dollars, this is the Brian Jonestown Massacre, thousands of dollars worth of gear stolen while touring through Portland has been reunited with many of their unique guitars. Let's get down here. Uh, during the sweep, police also found a stolen Subaru, suspected fentanyl pills and drug paraphernalia, damaged car, car parts. This was... Uh, they swept a homeless encampment in Portland and oh hey yeah guitars all right so they got a few of their uh, their their uh, few pieces of their equipment back cold gods gear stolen in Portland GoFundMe is now live this was when was this this was eight days ago no no that's not true that's a really old post I think this was 2022 I believe. All I did, all I did was type in Portland band stolen, those three key words. And that's what I did with a number of other cities too. But, but Portland, for whatever reason, I mean, we know the reason. I shouldn't say for whatever reason. You've just got a lot of theft going on. You got a ton of theft going on. Car theft in particular, thefts from cars and car theft as well. Just anything goes in Portland right now. One of the, the things uh, that that is happening in Portland and in Multnomah County is that Measure 110, which decriminalized hard drugs. Well, yeah, that's, that's being reconsidered now. Had a bunch of local officials from Portland area, from Multnomah County, go over to Portugal. Yes, Portugal, the country. Not Portugal the Man. Another band, right? Another band. I'm a huge music fan. I've seen Portugal the Man. Pretty good. You guys have it. Yeah, because I got younger kids. And um, you know, ah, dad, let's go watch Portugal the Band. Let's go to a music festival. See Portugal the Man. So uh, this stuff is happening, in my opinion, because you've got the drug ecosystem. People need to jack stuff to get that money. And there's also there's no consequences. For when they do, you've got Mike Schmidt. Welcome to the Schmidt Show. <laughs> he is a district attorney backed up by George Soros. There, he, he he just doesn't really. Not a lot of prosecution going on there. He he prosecutes about half of what adjoining counties are prosecuting. If he's here prosecuting this amount, the counties on either side of Multnomah County are way up here, right? I mean, it's it's just night and day. He only wants to take cases he knows he can win, and then a lot of the misdemeanors and a lot of the felons, they just don't get prosecuted. 
And he, he basically states, well, I didn't get all the video footage from the police. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. Just not going after. It, it, there's an element of lawlessness going on in Portland right now. And this is one of those stories. You've got an epidemic of bands getting their gear jacked from Portland. Portland is known for having a very live music scene. They've, they've had a, a great restaurant scene. They've had a great brewery scene. They've got an epic strip market. Market, or strip club market because they've got full nudity and they've got they sell booze which you don't find most of the time because it's not usually a combination that works out all that well but in portland keep portland weird you know but you you've got this you've got this environment where there's a lot of music going on a lot of that good stuff but you take your band to portland you better be careful with your stuff so I was doing the math on, okay, you're doing a pretty good size tour. You're a small band. Could you afford to just stick your stuff in another hotel room? Because there's a lot of gear, right? Any band has a lot of gear. Can you stick it in the hotel room? You, you know, what a pain in the ass. Maybe you can't even walk around. And so that's a no go. Do you spend one night, 100, 150 bucks, whatever it might be? put that gear in there. You probably don't have the budget for that. But what are your other options? You know, leave all your stuff out in the out in the van, out in the truck. I'm reading this story to you and that doesn't seem like a very likely uh, a like likely thing that you want to be doing because there's a very high likelihood as I'm reading here. And I stopped at about I think eight stories. I stopped at about eight stories. Because it was like, oh my gosh, this is, there's a lot of incidents, instances of this happening. It's just going on. So what I did is I did the same thing for Seattle. I did the same thing for Oakland. I did the same thing for San Fran. I did the same thing for LA. LA has got some of this stuff as well. But it was really interesting that Portland has so many stories specifically of people getting their stuff jacked bands getting their stuff jacked from their rigs in hotel parking lots. All right. Here is, I think this is the last one. Uh, this is Precious Bird. Lost there. The band called Precious Bird. Lost vital instruments and equipment. Um, did I recover that one? I don't know. Here's another one. Uh, 2019. We have got the band Cake. Had several pieces of equipment stolen in Portland. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, the list just goes on and on and on here. Okay. Here's a Portland band that went down to Oakland. Portland band goes down to Oakland. It didn't even happen at home, but Oakland. Okay. Oakland, you expect this. And you know, the more news that I read out of Portland, I expect this now. So when I read this story this morning, I was like, and and I sent a, a message to a man in blue down in Portland, and I said, "How many stories have you heard of that you know of?" And he couldn't recall off the top of his head. But I've just, you know, I follow bands, even bands that I don't really know, because I I think that's super interesting. The guy who quits his job as a cop, and yep, I'm going on the road. I'm a country singer. All right, let's see what you got. You know, I mean, but then to have your stuff jacked, it, you know, it's like a contractor, you know, landscaping dude, just has his truck taken with all his equipment. Game over. What are you going to do? And it's not like you can walk into Home Depot and just buy that stuff. Those guys, they love their equipment. They love their instruments. I mean, the guitars, 
Yeah. Guitars are always getting jacked, aren't they? You always hear of guitars and somebody will get it back like 20 years. You know, they'll become famous and they'll, that's my guitar. It got jacked back in, you know, the rainbow in LA, yeah, that kind of thing. The owner of the rainbow and the whiskey a go go in uh, LA recently passed away. I think he was, was he like close to 80, something like that? So let's get back to the original article. So the guy, former cop. He has a pretty good attitude, right? Certainly not the welcome we wanted coming into Portland, he laughed, but it doesn't speak for the community as a whole. It's just a couple of bad people out there. Well, that's that's a nice way of putting it, but the fact that I've come across so many stories in just in Portland alone, it's more than a couple of bad people out there. And the whole Measure 110... And the whole ecosystem that's been built in Portland around basically lawlessness, just the crazy news stories you've got going on. I tell people, you know, when people say, oh, Oakland's bad. I'm like, yeah, but pound for pound, greater Portland area, you know, they've got shenanigans going on. They've, they've got stuff happening that you're not seeing elsewhere at that scale for a city that size. And this storyline here is one of those things that to me, I haven't heard of a lot of other cities that have had this many instances of bands getting their stuff stolen. Ray said he's played music in just about every state. And we heard him say this and said, the van is full of what he called their tools for work that they have to go on the road. Unfortunately, he recalled his former job. I'm used to receiving calls like that after 10 years in law enforcement myself. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, we got some bad news. Your stuff has been jacked. You know? Uh, so for bands traveling into Portland, figure something out. Maybe you have your, maybe you have your roadie, which you don't have because you don't have the budget for a roadie. Yeah, sleep in the van with the equipment. Yeah. You ever, you ever slept in a car? I did a few times as a kid because couldn't find a hotel, whatever. By kid, I mean like maybe 20. Oh, you lean the lean the seat back in the car and you're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable, especially cars in the 80s, which, you know, you're living in the late 80s, your car is from the late 70s, something like that. Like, oh, this is not comfortable at all. And it's not. It's not. It's not meant to be because it's a car. That's why we have beds to sleep in. But if you don't have the budget, like most of these bands don't that haven't made it. So from chasing criminals to chasing his dreams, Ray said he hung up the badge and vest six years ago and picked up the guitar. How, however, his law enforcement roots remain. Yeah, that's, I mean, he, he's got a great attitude on there, but I would just be pissed. Yeah, it's a definitely a violation of our privacy and it happened to people on a daily basis. It's devastating to say the least. But, you know, <laughs> Whenever somebody says but like that, it means, well, everything they said before that, here is the real deal. But, however, this is what the residents of Portland collectively have allowed to happen by who they voted into office, and we go down that road. So, so often... We'll have somebody, you know, from a business, a business owner just screaming about how they're being wrong. Their, their stab, business establishment is being broken into. Cars are getting, you know, broken into in the hotel's parking lot, the motel's parking lot, you know, whatever it may be. People are being, you know, accosted. Stuff's being stolen left and right. But unfortunately, collectively, this is what the folks in Portland have allowed for their community 
to have take place. So it's kind of like, you know, you want to feel bad, but then again, there's that element of that if you want to, you want something to change, you need to change who you are voting into office. You need to change. You need to rethink that measure 110. And that is happening right now. One of the other podcasts I'm going to be recording today is that the hangover of measure 110 has sat in. You know, and you go, you have a big night out, whatever it might be. And you think, ah, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to imbibe that much. And then you end up doing that. And I find myself doing this less and less as I get older because the ability to tolerate just number one, being up and then putting a bunch of toxins into your system is just, you take so long to recover that you just end up not doing it. But when you're younger, you know, it's like midnight. All right, we're going on to the next place. Uh, yeah, let's do that. This will be fine. I'll be a little hungover tomorrow. And then you wake up and you're just wrecked. It's like, oh, I can barely get out of bed. That's not good. <laughs> that is what Portland is figuratively experiencing right now. People are saying, you know what? That whole measure 110 thing. Hmm. Yeah, we might need to reconsider that just a scooch, just a little bit, because things have gone clearly so wildly in the direction of, all right, we decriminalize this, we decriminalize that, we reduce this from a felony to a misdemeanor, we got a really weak district attorney in here. I mean, the writing's on the wall. All of this stuff from the get-go was just a recipe for disaster. Recipe has been put in the bowl. It's in the microwave. It's cooking. Oh, yeah, we ate it. And now we've got that that hangover from having consumed all of this just absolute ridiculousness. And now you've got the storylines of this one really wasn't one because the guy wasn't pissed. He was like, oh, this happens. Yeah, it's only a couple of bad bad apples out there. There's more than a few bad apples out in, there in Portland, more than a few bad apples here in, in Seattle, way more than a few apples, bad apples down in Oakland. I mean, way more in San Fran. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And essentially, these are blue run cities or they're purple cities in red states. You see some of that. You see that in uh, in Houston area. You got some real criminal activity going on there that it's just being kind of let go. If you look at the incidences of, is that a word? Incidents. Don't add that last part. That's not even really a word. If you look at the National Retail Federation, they released their uh, 2021 uh, poll here not too long ago. And if you look at the cities that have the highest rates of number one, criminal activity during shoplifting, shoplifting alone, and organized retail theft, They're almost all located on the East Coast or the West Coast, and they are blue cities, just through and through. You've got a couple in there that aren't, but that that are located in red states, but this is not happening. This type of activity is not happening in smaller communities where you've still got a more conservative Republican red influence. Because they haven't gone down these crazy roads of wow, what what could what could you know go wrong with decriminalizing and all this other laundry list of how Portland got to this point, where bands come into town and there's a high probability you're going to get your your stuff ripped off because you're an easy target. 
because you've got so many folks in the community, not just a couple, like our fine friend and law former law enforcement friend was saying, not just a couple. Yeah, because I've read the stories. These are the stories. So if I've read eight, how many other incidents are there out there that haven't been reported or didn't get the news story? Just wasn't a big enough. All right, you only got five grand worth of your equipment taken because you are really on a budget and you only had five grand of equipment for the whole band. You know, 15 grand was kind of the, um, kind of the average that we saw here. But in the actual dollar amount doesn't matter because when all your work tools are taken, be like if all of a sudden I didn't have these two cameras up here, all this lighting, you know, the sound insulation, multiple monitors, I've got a stream deck, I've got an OBS deck, I got an iPad, all that stuff goes away. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a real song and dance to keep this podcast going, right? Get all your stuff jacked on the road. You're not even at home. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to take out your credit card if you're a struggling band. And, uh, well, I think I'll just buy about 10 grand, 15 grand worth of new stuff here. We'll call it a day and we'll keep on going. That's not really an option, is it? So bands going into Portland. Yeah, cover your backside. Kind of like news crews going into San Fran. Cover your backside. There was a couple of uh, journalists from uh, Europe. Where was that? Where were they from? Uh, what country were they from? They're in town covering the uh, APEC conference, Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation. Massive conference in San Francisco. Yeah, a couple of thieves kind of robbed them at gunpoint. We're going to need all your equipment all of their camera equipment, all of their video equipment, because they were doing news stories on the, the APEC conference and they were out running around shooting B-roll for whatever story they were covering. And um, they got robbed at gunpoint. Like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, not not a good look for San Francisco. But don't worry. Mayor London Breed, she was, she was Johnny on the spot. She's going to make it all better for them. So she makes it better for people coming in from out of the country, but doesn't necessarily make it better for the local news crews that get all their stuff jacked, the local wedding photographers that get their stuff jacked, because that stuff's happening on the regular. But Portland, this to me has been enough of a consistent story. Like every year, there's a handful of bands that get all their stuff stolen. I know that's not a, um, it's not like this isn't just breaking news. But to me, it's kind of, all right, it's a greater indicator of where things have devolved to, meaning, you know, bands aren't safe in Portland and bands aren't safe. That's the bottom line. Your equipment is not safe. Now, I said earlier, we're going to take a look at um, a couple of videos that I've shot. This is this is my cut to, 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 to my personal music. I will, um, this is, this is. I shot a whole bunch of footage at the KISS show because I was on the floor at the um, Climate Pledge Arena. We had seats that were, it was like row 50. Actually, I think we were row 50. And um, I had seats on the floor row 25 for Guns N' Roses that were just knockout. And they were amazing. But I didn't take a lot of footage at the Guns N' Roses one because they were such good seats and I just wanted to look around and go. But at the KISS concert, we were right next to a stage that, well, you'll see. Here we go. Here we go. Paul Stanley. 
He's 69. Guy's in great shape. Flies over 50 rows from the stage onto this stage here. That's cool. That's cool. Good. Red kiss. Love gun. No, I was made for loving you. Oh, so good. Gene Simmons is taking a break in the back. He played up there for probably 15, 20 minutes. It was impressive. Now look at this. He just hops up in his little Mickey Mouse. <laughs> what did that insurance policy cost for him doing this? <laughs> just, I, I love that. So if you want to watch that, you can watch that on my uh, my Instagram channel. And I think my Facebook account, my Instagram is Sean Reynolds 68. Um, uh, yeah. Let's watch this. This was a big decision in my life coming up. This is this is the kind of music fan I am, all right? These are big decisions in my life. You might have big decisions in your life. I have big decisions in my life. This this was one of mine. I've got a super important decision to make. Which Guns N' Roses shirt do I wear? Not in this lifetime, Seattle? Chinese Democracy Tour? Not in this lifetime at the Gorge? Or Axel Only Tour? Shows tomorrow night. Man, a lot to think about. You know what I actually ended up going with? I went over to Seattle and I grabbed my Slash shirt from 2014. Just a big picture of Slash with his top hat on. It's all black. It's a white shirt. Yeah, I wore that to the show. I wore that to the show. I didn't have it for that video. So, all right. Enough nonsense, right? Thanks for sticking with me. Love to have you subscribe if you haven't. Hit that like button if you like this content hit the notification bell. We're putting out two pieces of content every day and don't want you to miss out. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for supporting. I'll catch up with you on the next one. Bye for now.